We're back to the Triple MCG. Welcome, Tony Squires, Mark Bosnich and Matthew Hayden. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, hello and welcome once more to uh, Summer Afternoon, the KFC Summer Session. Who'd have thought, Boz, we are back. And we are back, And buddy. a big, big thank you to all of those uh, drive programs across the country who have filled in for us over the past 47 weeks. Uh, done a great job just waiting for us to get here. And here we are, Matthew Hayden as well, uh, Haydos. I know that, Jen, we'll get to the reasons why. You're not actually in the studio. You're uh, somewhere far more glamorous as we speak. Yes. I- I've chosen to spend the next five, six or whatever weeks it is Contained in a small space with Mark Bosnich. There you go, buddy. Well done. Terrifying. Uh, look, look at Hados over there. Are we going to explain what we're looking at? We will admit, Hados is actually in his own house, and as we speak, uh, for those who are listening to us on radio, he is tweaking his own nipples with his shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> All that's missing is the gold chain, isn't it? Gold chain and mustache. Turn it up, tweaking the nipples. What are you talking about? There's no lies on this station. Uh, that is beautiful. How are you feeling ahead of uh, a, a summer full of radio, buddy? Relax, relax. Tony, Bozza, you going good, mate? Very good champion. Very, yep. very good. Bring it on, summer. We're back, like, like Squizzy said. I can't believe that we are, um, but we are back. Let's go. Right, uh, before, in next, well, in the next hour, obviously, we're going to talk some cricket. Uh, the story, I don't know if you're sure uh, you're aware of this, Haydos, that Michael Clark apparently today, at the net session, uh, he rolled his ankle. Now, according to Cricket Australia on the website here, he was slight, limping slightly, favouring his right ankle as uh, doing some fielding drills, but he has come back out and had a, a, a net uh, with the bat looks okay. He'd, just, he'd be a, a bad out for us, wouldn't he, Hados? Oh, terrible out. He's probably just trying to get out of a fielding session. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was never that good of... He's exactly right, mate. We've got so much to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, that shark attack. Uh, Hados, I know you've been there in close quarters with sharks. I want to talk to you about that next. We'll get to those cricket stories. Uh, Bozza and his relationship uh, is something that will unfold <laughs> mm. over the next weeks right here on the KFC Summer Session. You're listening to Triple M. The KFC Summer Session. Just some summer afternoons. Uh, Mark Bosnich, Matty Hayden and Tony Squires with you. Uh, the story that you'll all be aware of. It's a huge and tragic story mm. of that death. A 19-year-old kid, Zach Young, uh, who was killed by what we now know is a was a three metre tiger, tiger shark, shark yeah. uh, that's just been revealed uh, in New South Wales, just uh, north of Coffs Harbour. The story is just obviously incredibly sad, uh, but there's also so many elements to it. His mates in the water mm. with him, trying to you know get him back to the shore, trying to save his life. Yeah, and, and just some of the stuff about, you know, his quotes. Uh, one of the boys who helped him get back in, Kurt Gillen, saying he passed away peacefully, no pain with his last words to me being, I love you, brother. Mm. Uh, he began to pray, so he, he was praying to Lord Jesus. Mm. Uh, he then went unconscious, uh, he, he quotes. Just an incredibly mm. sad and moving story of, of what this kid has got through and what these other kids mm. did for him. Yeah, yeah they to do and what they're going to have to go through mm. uh, as well as they move forward. Well, for the rest of their life. Yeah, mm. uh, it's... Absolutely horrifying. Uh, you, I know, Hados, you're a guy, uh, Queenslander. You don't mind getting, uh, I mean, dipping in the water. Have you ever kind of been up close and personal? Well, I don't know if you remember the story about uh, Simo and I. Yeah. Yep. That was uh, that was an interesting experience, but uh, I wasn't surfing, but we found ourselves precariously in the water at about 4.30. And um, what 4:30 I failed... A.m. 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 Ugly, yep. Ugly. Mm. Just light. Um, lots of birds working over the uh, South Passage Bar between Morton Island and North Stradbroke Island. Yep. And uh, we started swimming for our life because our boat had been overturned and consequently sunk. And now we've got an hour swim roughly back into shore. 
uh, with the current line. Um, we've got two passengers and myself, so there's three of us in the water. We're swimming through big schools of pilchards. Mm. Um, and, I mean, that's what they eat. So yeah. I didn't actually see a shark that day, but I could feel shark all around me. And I think that's what a lot of surfers say. I know that a lot of mates of mine talk about, you know, the fact that you get this sort of certain feeling. And I've got out of my water, uh, got out of the water a few times uh, where Gracetown, that bloke got taken the other day in mm. WA, I yep. got out of the water there one day and consequently a few times in East London um, and also down at Cape Town just feeling like there was something not quite right. Mm. Um, but I haven't actually seen a shark, like, right up close, a big shark that is right up close, no. But do you have a, uh, as I do, and I suppose many people do, then have a kind of pathological hate for them? No, I don't. I mean, I think you just get into You have to put all this in perspective as well. There's a lot more fatalities. It doesn't matter whether it's driving your car or even plane crashes, for that matter, than what there are shark attacks around the world. So, you know, for me, you're in their territory, I don't think you can have a blanket policy. I, I know you boys I'm, think, I'm, think I'm, maybe differently. Yeah. Mm. There's been 219 fatal attacks apparently in Australia, and you say, uh, you're right about the stats. That's mm. you know since records began in what 1791. Mm. Uh, but you know recently there's a couple as you mentioned, Hados, West Australia, and I think the Premier of Western Australia wants there to be a cull. Mm. Uh, now, I, I know, is it just completely reactionary for me, Boz, to say? You know, I don't, I don't like the shark. I don't, well, Shoot I don't, on sight. Get I, rid you know, of the shark. Well, I don't think it is reactionary in terms of... I, I know what they're saying about the ecosystem and that you can't get rid of all of them and so forth. However, um, when it comes down to the choice between a human um, and and a shark, I'll take the human not nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten. So in terms of swimming areas, I would I would do exactly the same thing, especially after an attack like this. But, Bozza, there's such massive areas, mate. Mm. You know, Australia is a huge country. Our land mass alone just... It's how can you possibly control every beach? Not I have a theory. Beach, but what about the most popular ones? At least, how does to say? Look, okay, well, let's go to the most popular ones where the most people go, and let's make sure, as best we possibly can, that we're going to get as many sharks out of the water as possible in those major swimming areas. If people want to go beyond that, then it is definitely at your risk. Yeah, maybe exclusionary zones, but I'm pretty sure that doesn't work either. You talk about baiting. Of heard a theory that once you actually bait inside the grounds, that actually brings the juvenile fish, you know, your three-metre tiger sharks actually closer inshore because your bigger fish then come in to feed on those baits as well. So there's lots of different theories. I'm just not sure you can throw a blanket policy over any kind of, uh, any any sort of ocean mass Mm. and expect there to be a favourable result for swimmers. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm sure it's not, you know, like Sharknado here, but the, I'm, I'm just saying, Shark. <laughs> which was a phenomenal film. <laughs> but the idea, uh, what do they do for the ecos- mm. ecosystem? Do you know, hey, also, I mean, are they important in terms of, you know, things mm. further down the food chain? Or can't we say, let's get rid of them? You know, sure, yeah. they're the top of the food chain in the water, but, you know, do they really serve a purpose that is essential. And I, I'm not Dr. You know, marine yeah, biologist. And nor, and nor am I, but, I mean, not only are they an important part of the food chain for us as well, I mean, a lot of, lot of uh, places serve flake, which is obviously shark. Well, that's um, so, all right. We, we, that's what we do with them, eat them. Yeah, so, so there are species that are, are more nomadic. I mean, I'm led to believe that a, a shark like a white pointer, when it's traced, will go, it'll be an oceanic traveller, you know. Yeah. So they navigate apparently by the, the stars. They're an incredibly intelligent um, animal. Yeah. I just, if you're talking about exclusionary zones from white pointers, good luck because mm. they are coming all over the world at certain times to feed 
and the little fish, a little bit like babies, are inquisitive about what they want to touch yeah. and feel. They'll yeah. just start chomping on things. The mm. bigger sharks know exactly what they're doing mm. and will start to really hone in. And you don't hear too many stories of sharks actually going in directly for the kill. But they're just hap- People just happen to be in the way when they're hunting for you know, seals and other fish life. Right. So as I read today, we're, rather than being on the menu, we are just in the way. That it seems to be the case with sharks. Yeah, I think it's more of a reaction to the fact that you're in the water and they're just playing with you. They're curious. Like you often see you'll put floats on top of the water and sharks will just come up and just mouth it. Well, unfortunately, when that mouths your leg, yeah. as it was uh, no, for no. Zach, it's just it's trouble. Yeah. Mm. Well, apparently, I mean, I, I was just doing, you know, how heavily researched I am. Uh, they are very efficient in terms of what they eat, uh, you know, amongst when they're going with the fish, because they apparently go for the old, sick and slow fish, which helps with the, you know, the population, keeping population of various species healthy. So, you know, I look, I'll give them something. But, uh, you know, to me, I just, I don't know, I'm a bit the same with crocodiles. It's, well, it's I, I was going to ask you, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I was going to ask haters, I think we're all upset because of the story that we read. What They do monitor, don't they? They, they put those um, GPSs down on a lot of those sharks. So yeah. is that maybe a thing to try to monitor every possible shark you can so you know where they're going to be at a certain time? Would that be an idea? Every or they be possible just, shark. You, yeah. That you can, that all you right. possibly okay. can. Boss, maybe we'll get to that because I noticed that the phone board, phones have lit up. I'm sure it's all, a lot of people agreeing with me uh, and thinking we should get rid of them. <laughs> None of them agreeing with Hados. <laughs> the KFC Summer Session. Mark Bosnich, Matty Hayden and Tony Squires with you over summer. We're talking about that shark attack, that tragedy on the uh, yeah. north coast of New South Wales. 19-year-old uh, bodyboarder Zach Young killed by what we now know to be a three-metre tiger shark. Yeah. And look, and I was probably a little bit reactionary, saying that to me they're enemies, they're humans and enemy. Mm. We, we've only sure 219 fatalities since 1791, according to records. Anyway, uh, Matty Hayden obviously disagrees with the idea of getting rid of all sharks you possibly can. Uh, James has called one triple three five three. Good day, James. G'day, guys. How are you? Good, thanks, James. Not bad. Uh, what do you think? Am I being an idiot? Look, <laughs> uh, I just think uh, I think Hayden's uh, he got the he's on the right on the money here. I think. When it comes to sharks, a lot of it comes down to mistaken identity too. I mean, what's happened to this kid and his mates and his family? You know, just it's just shocking. You wouldn't want anybody to go through it. But yep. um, the trouble is, when it comes to sharks, it brings up this whole other issue. They're, they're basically the ultimate predator. And like Hado says, you know, you've got to remember when you're in the water. You know, that's where they live. It's their territory. Mm. And I think if you want to be sensible about it, you know, well, culling them is going to be you'd be doing it forever. You could at least put up something like um, nets would be a, a, a start, I think, around the popular beaches. At least there's some mm. sort of barrier yep. in between swimmers. But, James, there. those nets can't go all the way down to the seabed, can they? No, no, they can't. Mm. But I think um, when you're talking about the depth and all that around the beach, they don't have to be very far out for people anyway. And mm. you're probably only talking like, I mean, Hado would know, but you know, 10 or 15 metres maybe anyway. And the sharks are normally swimming on the surface. And they cover a lot of area too. You you cull all the sharks in the area and you're probably good for a month. And then the others swim from wherever they're coming from. You know, they swim a long way. So, James, you a surfer? No, I'm not a surfer, but you know, I've been to the beach a lot. Um, but I, but I actually quite, you know, admire sharks. But um, I wouldn't want to be face to face with them, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, James, thanks, mate. You uh, do talk sense. What about Greg? G'day. G'day, guys. How hey, are you? Greg. How you going? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good. Thank you. What thanks do you think? Away. What do you reckon? No, 
Uh, mate, I was sort of on the same lines what the bloke was just saying before. I don't think we really need to cull them because you're just going to be culling them forever. Mm. They're going to come, they're going to come, aren't they? Um, the same sort of thing. Maybe if we could find something that we could submerge down in the water. I know nets aren't the best thing because they do get uh, tangled in them sometimes. Um, if we could find, like, maybe, I don't know, a sort of nice sort of hard matting or something, um, submerge that down in the water around the main beaches mm. um, to maybe stop fatalities. Mm. Yeah, I think if you know Valerie Taylor was onto something, she she had that protection shield around her. Yep. The, the trouble is, for most recreational surfers, you can't put that kind of weight on your board. So, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? You need some shield around you, but you still want to get into their territory and have fun. That's the whole point of surfing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thanks yeah, for your um, calls. Could I, could, I, could I just say another thing too? Mm. Um, that I've, most surfers that I know of um, wear fluoros because the sharks uh, don't like fluoro colours. So maybe if we made something to submerge that was fluoro-coloured, that might help as well. All right. Think. Thanks, Greg. Thank Thanks, you so Greg. much. Shortly we are going to get to the cricket field, uh, Hados, and sledging. What is the right time and place for it? This is the KFC Summer Session. The KFC Summer Session. Bozza, Hados, Tony Squires with you on a summer afternoon. Summer, of course, means cricket. The mm-hmm. second test starts in Adelaide on Thursday. Now, we will, of course, uh, in the lead-up, get you inside and know exactly what's going on for the Australians. Uh, I just wanted to hate us before we get to that specific game. One of the big stories, a bit of a big fallout out of the first test was the uh, Michael Clark being fined, was it 20% of his match fee mm, for the yeah. sledge on uh, Jimmy Anderson, a man I know who you've got a lot of time for, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a terrific bloke. Yeah, good human being is what Great I understand. Great bloke to sledge. Yeah, well, another bloke who didn't... Mind, I thought he didn't mind a sledge. There's a man called Ian Chappell. Of course, he was a former Australian captain and now... One of our best captains. Yeah, and been in uh, the Channel 9 conference team for decades now. Now, he was writing yesterday and saying, uh, I'm quoting, should be simple, gamesmanship and the odd expletive in anger or frustration. That's always part of the game. What shouldn't go unchecked is abusive or offensive comments and inane chatter from the fielding side. He said if something personal spurted out in the wrong moment, it could lead to a physical confrontation. So he's talking about like blokes mm. getting into a bit of a, a argy-bargy punch-up. In, in fact, likens it when there's a team environment. There's nothing tough about that. It's more a sign of weakness, like acting brave when roaming in a gang. You've been in a gang, uh, uh, I think, haven't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> mongrel gang we were for about a decade and a half. You were Just in a mongrel gang? Gnawing on bones like hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of that kind of take of it? Well, I mean, I think it's a bit rich, actually, coming from Cipelli. Like, that era was renowned f- mm. for its incredible uh, ability to be able to get amongst people. But, you know, I-, I just think that it's game on in the middle. You know, it's if you say to someone, Boz, if someone yeah. came up to you and said, mate, I'm going to break your legs... Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to take them literally, are you? No. You just know that that's sort of part of the gamesmanship and you just go forward. Yeah, yeah well, actually, he puts a target on his... On, if he said that to me, put it this way, the way we were taught is if somebody said something like that to you, you stick up for yourself, you wait for the right moment, then you you hit, you hit him hard. Yeah, Simple but like w- wait a second, though. In context, Michael Clark says to James Anderson, a number 11 who can't bat to save his life, which is literally what he's trying to do out there. Yeah. Mitchell Johnson's bowling at 160. But we, we don't know what James Anderson has said to George Bailey. I think he was protecting him more than anything. I'd like to hear what J- Jimmy Anderson has said to George Bailey, a debutant. You know, and he's going up to him, I think, to protect one of his young players. Yeah, Look, we're, we're well, all trying to play yeah, devil's yeah, advocate he's, he's here. First, I yeah, sort of get the gag, said, yeah. but at the end of the day, he is an Englishman. Yeah. He is on our soil. Uh-huh. We want the Ashes back. Uh-huh. It's play on. Uh-huh. And there wouldn't be one person, I don't reckon, in Australia that actually wouldn't go, 
Michael Clark for the first time. Mate, hats off to you because the snarling dog of the Australian captain is something that we just want to see a lot more of. And that 20% yeah. was an absolutely ridiculous fine, as are Ian Chappell's comments as well, because I think it comes from an era that it was traditional. He, he actually created the whole scene for us, which we just lived on for three decades. Now, you know what? Second test, I want it to be game on. Mm. I want it to be hard and fast, and I want to see Australia once again at the dog bowl, licking the dishes of the England players. I want to ask, hey, Doss, I was over in England still in 2005, and I remember their, their coach at the time, um, what was his name, the, the coach of the English side, when he, when he told the English at the beginning of the series, even the one-day series, start getting in the Aussies' face, get in their space. Hmm. I mean, how much of it went on then for that when they turned that around, when they won that series? This is Jimmy Anderson. Before he even bowled a ball in anger, he came and he made a comment to the press, which, honestly, I just wanted to jump off my lounge chair and strap the pads on. <laughs> he said, look, we won 3-0 in England, and we didn't even play our best. I yep. mean, hello. This bloke, I hope by the end of the day, has got bleeding feet he has to bowl so many overs. <laughs> I, yeah. You're very friendly You're to the sensing opposition. this hostility that I have yes. in this game. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. I mean, don't it's mess with me, boys, I'll tell you. On the back foot. Yeah. <laughs> sadly, it's in Adelaide uh, where, uh, well, he, in fact, may get bleeding feet, but sadly, so may our uh, quick bowlers. I want to get to you later in the show, though. We'll talk more about the game and, and, and tactics and so on. All right, I love it. I think we've got the sledging down, Pat. Uh, the other, I mean, this isn't sledging. This is just terrific uh, work from Chris Gale. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, have you, 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 the coolest man in cricket. He's, he's yeah. cool, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, in his invented cool. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not sure if he's blotted his copybook here. He has, he's gone on what's been described as a lengthy, bizarre, and borderline rant. sexist Twitter rant. Yeah, rant. So, I mean, Twitter's the place to go if you want to get a bit, you know. Well, <laughs> it's not really like, it's, it's one of them, you, you have a dream and you think it's a great dream, but you wake up, it's reality. You have to put up with it for a while. You'll be very careful on Twitter. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that he was careful uh, yeah. because he has done a lot of tweets that got increasingly Odd, uh, but Bozza, you've been—I've uh, oh, been all enough, over it, buddy. Yeah, you've been good enough to actually uh, <laughs> show us what those tweets are, yeah. and we'll be letting them unfold for you as the show progresses. And now for another masterclass in dating, tweeted from West Indian cricketer Chris Gale, as read by Mark Bosnich. All the single ladies, stop saying you should just give up and get a cat. If no man wants you, don't force an innocent cat to live with you. This is Mark Bosnich. Goodbye. The KFC Summer Session. KFC Summer Session. Mark Bosnich, Matthew Hayden, Tony Squires. Smooth with that you. was, buddy. Very smooth. Thank you so oh, much. KFC uh, Summer Session. Tattoos is a very big sporting thing, isn't it? Most people, These days, if you haven't got a well, tattoo. Well, David massive. Beckham made it massive. Is, do you reckon that's when yeah, it started? Yeah, 100%. He mm. made it stylish. Right. He made it stylish. He made it stylish all around the world. Before that, it wasn't as stylish as, as it is now. Right. And now, of and course, it, it used to be, I don't know, I don't know whether you're inked up, Hados. No, it no used, ink here. No, no ink at all? No. Clean skin, okay. Um, Why would you possibly want to put anything into your skin like that? Oh, okay. Look at you. Pain. Puritan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boswell, I'll get to your, yours in Yes. Moment. And then, of course, the you know that became, rather than just getting, you know, if you won a premiership sporting-wise, you'd get yeah. one on your bicep or, or your whatever children or something yeah. like that or. Suddenly it was, you know, you, like your name Swan, so it's basically head to toe. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're Todd Carney, uh, which is a terrific look. It's those sort of looks, I think, that the police are concerned mm. about, not from the public, but from people who want to become police officers. They're mm. banning getting facial and neck tattoos. Mm. This is a new policy. So, uh, according to the police, some of the old, I'm quoting, some of the older generation don't like tattoos. Mm. They feel a bit scared. There's a belief they might be from a criminal background mm. just because they've got body art. 
Do you like your, 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 your police with a tattoo? No, I don't. Why? Oh, well, I don't like to see it. Um, uh, I can but understand it's out there. what they're, they're saying. Oh, no, face, face and neck for me is a little bit uh, uncouth, put it that way. But um, if they want to have some where they can cover it up, I've got two on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you guys. I hadn't uh, didn't know you were. You yeah, had I, have, I got one here in my wrist and I got one here on my arm. But when I went to have your them done. Your wrist is under your watch. Yeah, exactly. When I had, I went to have them done with um, some British servicemen oh. um, at the time. And they actually said to me right before I had it done, make sure you get it in places where you can hide it. Because when you go to business meetings or so forth, people can be prejudiced against you if they see you've got tattoos. So there you go. Okay, well, this I guess it's the same theory that's going on for the police. I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, have you had the experience, 13353 is our number, have you been discriminated against because you have a tattoo? Like mm. someone like Bozza, who doesn't like you, think it's a bit uncouth, is that what you said? <laughs> oh, I've got two, you, but you got a tattoo I'm saying, just saying you know, to you, like, going off the back of what they said to me and... Seeing sometimes how people do react, I can understand where it's coming from. Okay, maybe you've got a Tyson across the face. Uh, Aye. Yeah. You've got a tattoo and you have been discriminated against because of your tat. One triple three five three. Well, I must say, I've what? got a story for us when we come back. Okay, one triple three I was discriminated against, uh, but I'll tell you how. Okay. All right, go. That's next. The KFC Summer Session. Yeah, hope you're enjoying your summer afternoon or morning, wherever you are in Australia. Police have been asked to, uh, well, in fact, told, banning tattoos, mm-hmm. facial and neck tattoos, mm. saying that uh, some people find them a bit scary, belief that they might uh, be from a criminal background rather than being somebody who's in the police well, uniform. We're interested to hear what our callers say because, I, look, like I said, somebody who has got two tattoos, I don't see that being a major reason why you have to have them on your face or your neck. I really don't. Well, that's that's what body art is about. You, I know, but you are what you are anyway. I mean, you have to take your shirt off or whatever. It's between you and the tattoo. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Very well, why do you have to, yeah, but why do you have to show it off to everyone? You yeah. are what you are. Well, you tell me, mate. You've got it. You've got I mean, two sure tattoos. You your shirt I, I only, yeah, I only brought it up because we we come with the subject, and I showed you two when you asked for it. But like, that's somebody asked for it. I, I haven't got it here, like, so I, it's right in your face. Yeah, but if you're getting a tattoo, everybody's decision yeah. of why they would get a tattoo is personal, and surely that's some people like want to them to be seen. I would like to hear from someone who's got it on their neck. Well, I've or already their asked the question, Bob. Yes. It wasn't up to you. I asked the right. question. I said, <laughs> "Have you been discriminated against because you have a tattoo?" That is the question we that, put, right. and that is the answers we're going to get. Chris, yeah. g'day. Yeah, guys, how are you? Yeah, good, buddy. What's happened? Well, I'm a sales rep, and I go out on the road and visit my customers, and I've got a very large customer base. Yep. And about six months ago, I decided to get on the inside of my forearm mm, my yep. daughter's name. Nice. From neck, from, uh, sorry, from neck, from <laughs> elbow to wrist in nice calligraphy writing. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's very tasteful. It's not... You know, skulls or anything like that. Yeah. And a couple of my customers started stop buying off me. Really? There you go. So anyway, I uh, didn't think too much of it. I just thought they must have stopped buying and changed suppliers. Yeah. And one day I asked one of these customers receptionists, oh, listen, why did the boss stop buying? And she said, look, don't say anything, but I can tell you now it's because you got a new tattoo. Well, there you go. Is, is, your daughter's name isn't anything offensive, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, not, not, not like uh, some of the celebrities' names. No, exactly. All right, there you go. So that is uh, exactly what we're talking about. What about you, Sue? What happened? Well, I went into a store in Essendon and I was after something in particular that I wanted mm. and this elderly lady was helping me out very much so yep. and it was quite warm in the store so I pulled up my sleeves and she took one look at my tattoos and she said, excuse me, but somebody else will help you. Oh, wow. And wow. another young girl came back and she said, look, I'm so sorry, she's 
just old-fashioned and it's your tattoos. See? So my mates are right. What are they mm. right about? What do you mean they're right? No, they were right. And so they said to get them in places that people cannot see them, that you can cover them up. Sue or doesn't have be. to do that, though. No, she I'm just saying no. that they were right. Sure, sure, two I, call I run my own two. business. Yeah, I, I hear you, Sue. I think Sue's entitled to do it, but they were right. The British servicemen were right. People will discriminate against you if they can see it. Well, don't you try to change the attitude of the people who are discriminating rather than get everybody to take their tattoos off and put them under their watch like you do? So far, I'm two from two, 100% correct. <sighs> All right, Pete, this is going to be an annoying five weeks. It will you. be, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five weeks, buddy. I'm just warming up as well. <laughs> just just go to the beach if it gets a bit too intense. Yeah, Bosser doesn't like the beach, you know, that we'll get to this. I don't someday. go in the water. Because <laughs> he can't take his shirt off, that's why. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Slip, slop, slap. Yeah, Peter, g'day. Hey, how you doing, guys? Yeah, good, buddy. What, what have you got? Uh, yeah, well, look, uh, I was once in the Army full-time, yep. and um, when I was in there, I had a couple of tattoos, only up to T-shirt length, mm -hmm. and... Um, but he got out of there, mm -hmm. and about a, a year later or two, I got, ended up getting full sleeves. Yep. Went to reapplied re mm -hmm. and got accepted. Yeah. And uh, went to go do my uh, facial interview. Yeah. And uh, they bought out a Manila folder with with A4 sheets so thick, uh, just saying how much my tattoos would discriminate and be offensive to other people. So the only way I could re get back in was if I had had them laser removed. <gasps> Wow, did you? No, I handed the folder back and said, oh, good luck, have a good day, mate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There well, you go. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's three from three. And these guys I had the tattoos with were with the British Army. Yeah, yeah well, it was funny. When I was in there, there was guys in there with tattoos that had that were on their face, hands, everything. Ears. Yeah. There you go. And uh, I, I thought it was quite ironic. <laughs> Incredible. All right, Peter, well, keep your tattoo, though. Uh, just finally, uh, Matthew Hayden, I know you, you said you're a clean skin. The, the police, should they be forced not to have tattoos? Or should no. they still be allowed into the service? No, I think you, you've got to go more than just a skin, skin level, so to, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is, it's a bit intimidating, though, if it's around your face, in particular in and around your eyes. You see people with the tattoos around your eyes. I mean, yeah. it's very hard to communicate with someone if you staring at him with tattoos all over you. Yeah. Mm. And especially, I guess, if you're trying to get into the police service and your neck tattoo says, death to all suspects. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> this is the KFC Summer oh, Session. God. The KFC Summer Session. KFC Summer Session. It's Mark Bosnia. It's Matthew Hayden and Tony Squires with you. Bosnia, now you've already offended most of the nation. Oh, uh, here we go. With you, I love Rex. how you deflected onto Three me. Three on air. Yeah. I didn't deflect anything onto you. <laughs> I've, already I've already upset the most of the nation. You yeah. You've just called for the culling of all sharks around Australia. <laughs> I think uh, well, at least 97% of the nation was behind me on that. <laughs> not according to the not call, a caller. buddy. Okay. Not a caller. No, 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 strong on this as well. Oh, no. anyway, okay. Let's, on. Not, let's not go backwards. Let's not go backwards. Let's just go forwards. You witnessed a double deflection from the yeah. pozo. All right, so you've done that with your your, uh, your chats. Is there, there's something else that's worrying you. Yeah, the, the, the moustaches during November. Movember. What's wrong with them? Oh, well, is that for a good cause? I, it is for a great cause, and I'm all for great cause. But just give the money to them. You don't have to grow a moustache to raise awareness, especially famous people. If you really want to raise awareness, go and do an advertisement. Go to the charity and actually say, "How help me help you? How can I get this?" This is one of the most successful campaigns. Mm. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. But you 
You're that's making a mockery of the actual charity. That's the point, because you're not just throwing money at it. You're asking people who throw you money know at it. to give money to you. Well, Don't show me, tell me. Throw money at it. Go to the people and say, look, look, how can we best get this out there without me having to put a ridiculous... I don't think Bozza can grow one. That's probably no, part of this problem. And, and you know what? Can I be really serious with both of you? Mm -hmm. Hey, this has just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mitchell Johnson? He grew a moustache and won us a Phenomenal. test match. That was Dennis Lilly style. That's yeah. a different story, a proper, buddy. Proper moustache. Yeah. He's going to keep it, but yeah. how many of the Movember people are going to keep their moustache? No one. It's not real, well, buddy. What's that filthy thing around Squire's face there? <laughs> That's just something called laziness. It's uh, part of my DNA. Oh, I, I will shape for television tomorrow. The rest of Australia doesn't have to look at you, but we do. <laughs> Sadly, that's true. Uh, plenty to come, including a check on uh, your Bozza, your relationship status. We'll get that oh, yes. in, in the next hour. Speaking of relationships, James Packer and Miranda Kerr. What do we make of that? All ahead on the uh, KFC Summer Session.